Comics. Movies. Music. Video games. Technology. Blu-ray. Television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. The world we know is gone. No internet. No GPS. No text messages. No podcasts. In a world ruled by the dead, we are finally forced to start living. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Walking Dead TV podcast, episode 315. This is Russ, and joining with me this week is Aaron Newworth. Kaboom! <laughs> Daryl Taylor. Boom. And Jim Brought Dick. to you by Nuka Cola, the cola that glows in the dark. Yes. Uh, Always Nuka Cola. <laughs> <laughs> what a what an episode. Wow. What a finale. what a yes. talking about ending your finale uh your episode season with a bang. That's it, right. it blew me away. Literally. Yeah. Twice, some would say. <laughs> yes. Oh uh, yeah, I uh, I mean I mean <laughs> either It'd be weird if it didn't go off because that's like just you know a lot of blue balls in that regard. But you know it was either that or like it was either that it was either that or just be like if it was like a dud. It's like oh we watched it, but it was like well, all right that's that's not that eventful. But uh, no, I like the approach they took. We won't talk about it obviously, but I like the you know vignette fractured approach they took to this episode. That was a cool way to like. Right, everybody broke up into little groups and like had to deal with it whatever whatever way they could. Yeah, I did. I. I yeah, I totally, totally dug this episode. Again, and I, I'm curious if that was the plan all along, or if this was a COVID artifact, but it didn't feel like a COVID artifact. You yeah, know what I mean? Like, because they've done they've done these these type of episodes before, where we get multiple, you know, the, the, uh, things happen over a set period of time, and we see it across multiple, you know, sets of characters. Yeah, right. And how what what they were doing, or we see it from different perspectives. So this isn't this isn't a unique storytelling yeah, I, uh, style for this I, I show. I think I mean for one thing they'd had to have mapped this out from the start. It's not that like they like got to this point. It's like I guess we got to do this. I feel like they they've had this in mind. But even then, right. like the severity yeah. of the situation, I think requires you to be like, we need to make sure we see everybody's reaction to this thing. And I mean, I feel like it just yes. worked, out, worked itself out from there. The fact that yes, people happen to be separated from each other. Whether or not I don't know the filming schedule of this, I assume it was during the cold COVID period, though. But like, whether or not that you know was a factor, sure, there's a convenience in the fact that a lot of the cast is separated from each other. Like that, I assume helped in that regard. But even then, just yeah, the, from a from a conceptual standpoint, I can't say if this makes the last episode retroactively better. I know we were all kind of asterisks on that one. I still think that episode has its share of issues, but. Even though we both, uh, even though we all like, I think really like that episode, we just couldn't help but like point out some certain flaws of it. I do think that this yeah. concluding, you know, chapter of this season, whether or not it makes up for those flaws, I still think you know it ends strong. This is a strong ending for a season that we've all really liked. This mm-hmm. at least this back half yeah. of the season. I think it really punctuates Strand's arc and Strand's ending mm-hmm. in this episode. Like what he did in the previous episode, kind of adds punch to strand you know strand being strand yeah. you know the whole show definitive, that's um, for sure. yeah. yeah but we haven't seen it to that like mm-hmm. 
effect as we did last episode. And so for that to kind of, you know, again, get get accentuated and an exclamation put on the end at the end of this episode, I think I think I think you're right. I think it kind of adds more to the previous episode to say, okay, this put us in the right headspace for where Strand is at in this episode. I, I know we'll or, get I mean, there, but I real quick, I know I know we'll get there. But how many did you any of you think that he was just going to get completely taken out at the last second? There, <laughs> like, I did. I totally so did. Set up. I totally it's did. So set up for him to be like just immediately yes, murdered right. <laughs> right at that moment. Yep. <laughs> I, I think that you know, well, the, to the first point you made before, Russ, whether it was they were broken up into smaller groups because of COVID or not, I think story wise it worked well enough that I couldn't tell. Mm-hmm. So either way, it doesn't yep. matter. Right, as long as it works, exactly. it makes sense, and the story works well enough. To, at least to me, I don't know if you guys agree or not. And as far as what, the point you made about Strand, I think it's a light, like that for a lot of characters in this in this episode. It's definitely that way for Morgan. I mean, he's all about self sacrifice and trying to like give himself up for the greater good, and he gets pulled back and gets something else to live for in this episode. You know, and that kind of you know it's a big transition for him. I mean, there was a lot of really big moments in this. I mean, beyond just character deaths and whatnot, right? Even though I almost thought when he was like, you know, it's, this is, you know, this is it. It's, I survived. I just thought something was like, something was going to collapse and hit him or something. An anvil but, would fall out of the sky. Yeah. I, it's just, <laughs> I always think that whenever a character does that, has that moment of, mm-hmm. of reflection of, I survived this horrible thing. Right. It's like in the World War II movie yeah. where the guy stands up and says, no more snipers, all clear. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Get it. <laughs> you just wait for something to go, and then that. But I mean, this episode, you know, it's called the beginning. This opening mm-hmm. sequence with uh, Rachel that was hardcore. That was oh, that almost incredible. Me well, it, I mean, yeah. well thought out, well written, yeah. and then like you're figuring it out with, and you're like, oh, that's why she. Oh man, great opening. But I'm sorry, Russ. I'm getting Did out you of your introduction? No, no, no. So yeah, so again, season six, episode sixteen, the beginning. Um, it start it starts off with with Rachel changing. I was confused for a second there. I don't know why. I thought this actress looked exactly like Alicia, just with some like dirt on her face. <laughs> I, I'll go one step Did, further and say I didn't realize it was somebody we've seen before. I had a feeling it well, was that I had too. A feeling it certainly was somebody, and I'm just thinking, okay, like I mean, as much as I like, yeah, but season, I didn't know either. Show, it's just I'm not just I'm just not nearly as invested as I need to be in some of these characters. But no, yeah. you're right. Yeah. I, I, yeah, but, it looked like I should know her, but I didn't. Right. But even, but I think it's the strength of the opening of the of this episode that mm-hmm. it doesn't really matter. But the fact is, you know, we know that there's an extreme thing happening in the sky, and this person's in a desperate situation. Yes, and it conveys all of that, yes. regardless of how much we know about that person or not. I yeah, I thought it was the most. I mean, you know what they're going for emotionally, but it didn't matter. Even seeing it coming, it was just so strong. It, it, mm-hmm. it hit me. It did really hit me emotionally. I mean, it is it is the the epitome of what a mother would you know would do. Yeah, it, like I said, it just had me a little confused in the beginning because I was like, I, I don't know why. I just really thought that lady looked like Alicia. I was like, what is go like? Are they gonna back uh, flashback All something? People in the what, apocalypse look the same to you. Yeah, <laughs> after yeah. a while. Um, but yeah, so she's trying to change a tire, um, and having a, a a bad time of it. Her baby is crying, um, and then we hear this speech that we'll hear for all of these vignettes, which is Morgan on the radio, um, saying, you know, if anybody's listening, you know, the, you know the the missiles are coming, you know, 
you know, make make your peace with with your life and and that kind well, of thing. He, I wrote, I wrote um, down what he actually said. He said, "This may be all the time that we have left." Mm-hmm. And he said, "Give yourself the end you wanted, even if it's not the one we all imagined." So he's just like, "Hey, give it up, hang it up, <laughs> yeah, guys. Yep. We're gone. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> put a fork in us. It's over. That's why I thought she was going to kill the baby." Yeah, I didn't know yeah, where. I yeah, didn't know where they were going there until the scene was yeah. over, and I was. Now I realized what was yeah. happening. I was like, "Oh wow!" Oh yeah, I figured. I mean, I I got it. I got a idea of what she was doing. I was just more with. I was more impressed by the. Oh, she's just going for Sipaku. <laughs> this is wild. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so she's trying to change this tire. One of my notes, I I have like she you. The car is jacked up with a bumper jack, and I'm like, "What is this? 1975? Uh, like they haven't made bumper jacks in like 40 well, years? Like what is? I mean, there's, 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 where does the bumper jack come from? Show arrest. They don't have this new fangled <laughs> technology. Yeah, exactly. Jeez. What are you talking about? Uh, they're probably half the audience that are going, "What the hell kind of jack is that? Like how would they? Like I mean, they te- they telegraphed that like, heavily too by making it look like the rickety damn yes. Jack you've ever seen oh, before. for sure. <laughs> Anytime you see a bumper jack in any kind of movie or TV show, whatever is being jacked up is going to fall, which honestly is probably not too far away from real life. Yeah. <laughs> those, yeah. There's a reason they don't make those anymore, boys and girls. It's just more like, oh, this is not going to end well. No. <laughs> yeah. It almost had an X on yeah. it. Just, just waiting. It's going to fall here. Yeah. Yeah, I think the two or three times in my life I've either been around one or had to use one myself. I'm like, this is going to end badly. Um so yeah, so um, th- this uh, vignette is called uh, in quotes. Promise me you'll find someone, um, which I thought was uh, like when when the episode first started, I was like, wow, we're getting like actual title card vignettes. Um, w- you with this, which is that that felt somewhat new. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but of course, car falls, it breaks her leg. They sh- show the broken leg, which was awesome and gross at the same time yeah. it was um, i mean it was gross but at the same time as you know just watching this person hot what rachel watching her hobble around i'm like that's just a fake bone like i mean like, it, well sure bone is like, so it was jaded. it was so it was no, it's not that it was just it was so comically out of her leg like it wasn't like a piece of it it was yeah. just like a, it was like you know a gag at a at a um, costume shop size bone sticking out of her leg and yet she's still like somehow managing to stand i was like okay like adrenaline sure but still it's like yeah. there's a lot of bone to be sticking out for you to be getting up that much but she goes for the handy duct tape and tapes yeah. up her leg um, she grabs the baby and she starts going and she realizes she's not going very far um and she ties the rope around the dog and she ties a rope around her and I thought this was cool. She puts the that, that bandana around her mouth, like wraps it around three or four times, because obviously she knows she's going to turn into a zombie and doesn't. I mean, this was all when we get to the end, very clever on her part. Like, okay, I know I'm going to die, but I don't want to like shoot myself in the head because then I won't be able to get like. I know if I if I if I turn into a zombie, at least I'll be able to get up and walk and move right and and have the baby strapped to right. my back. And as long as I make sure I can't bite anything, then I'm, you know, w- w- y- y- there's a better chance of things. That's, so it's some clever I, thinking. It's, it's, it the, kind of, it's the, yes. the kind of thing that makes me think, 
a, a parent that had a baby in this world considered not necessarily a nuclear bomb going off, but the idea of if I'm in a yes. desperate situation and I have my mm-hmm. child and I'm going to die, this is this is the way I'm going to have to handle this. Right. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So I thought that was that was. And again, when we get to the end, it's like it even. Brutal. It's even more. Yeah. Clever. It was. It was Michonne um, innovative in the way that it made me yeah. think of that yeah, yeah. when you, you know, when you see what she did to to have them with her. Yeah. So of course she stabs herself, and that's kind of how how things things leave. Uh, so we go straight to the cold open, which this week, of course, it's Teddy in the cold open. Uh, the cold open is is bright red, mm-hmm. and instead of the usual kind of opening uh, riff that we get, this is like this very creepy, eerie. The new um, remix. <laughs> yeah, music, and then it just turns like bright yeah. white and fades out, which I thought, again, I, uh, no secret, I've, I've been saying it for two seasons now, but I'm a huge fan of these. Uh, these it's, it's something small, it's something... Um, subtle, but I I'm really a fan of the of the opening title credit uh, yeah. things that they they do a cool little flourish, you know. Yeah, again, and the fact that they, you know, so many shows just have the static credit open, mm-hmm. you know, and so the fact that they actually go into the effort of making each one unique uh, is a uh, kudos to that. It kind of reminds me, not uh, this is much more elaborate than what they did, but um, uh, what was the show? Um. Oh God! I just had it and I lost it. Um, with the with the two different, it was on Fox. It was the two different worlds. Oh, had, uh, Fringe. Pacey from Fringe. Fringe. Okay. Yes. Yeah. 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 So when they went into the other Fringe. world, they changed the open credit scenes, and yeah, yeah then when the because yeah. it kept you, it, I, it it does a lot for viewers, especially people you know viewers who get passive sometimes, where you don't you walk away when the credits come up for the yeah. beginning or. Kind of put you in the right mind yeah. and sets the tone. It's like whenever they did an episode like that, it's like okay, right off the bat, we know we're in the alternate right. time. You know the the, the alternate. Oh, I miss that shit. Um, yeah. So anyway, okay, back to back to to the main yeah. show. Um, so when we come back from the cold open, this is Daniel's little vignette, and he's on the radio. And again, we get we get Morgan's speech. Um, and then this gets a little interesting because it even had me second guessing myself, but. This little vignette is called Dama el Arma, which in uh, in Spanish is the Spanish for "Give me the gun." That that's the English translation, um, which is an an ominous uh, title card for this vignette. Um, but Daniel right off says the the voice is not Morgan's, right. and he's like, "But I recognize that voice, but I don't know I, I know who that voice is." And then. It had me second guessing oh, myself because I'm like, sure. I'm pretty sure that was Morgan in that first little vignette. So what the heck is going on here? Um, but but again, it just kind of adds to the fact that you know, ever since, especially since Daniel was shot in the head, he's he's not quite right. Um, but he did get the coordinates, um, at, you know, as to as to where they should go. Um, and the whole crew is there, so like they're they kind of roll up and um, they're in a hurry to get Alicia. And they've got Riley, and they've got the other guy that I don't know his name that that was with um, Teddy's crew. Um, I'm sorry, Riley. 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 Well, Riley is. I know it's confusing. Oh wow! Okay, yeah, (laughs) I didn't realize. Maybe that's why I didn't realize his name because it was too close to Riley. Um, So they, yeah, they take take them with, um, and I I think. 
Lucy even asks, you know, uh, Daniel if if he's, you know, if if he's sure, and he says, he he even says like I I I don't know, I'm not sure, like I I don't, like he he you could tell he's starting to have some some memory right. issues. It's a nice um, bit of self reflection so they, there, th- as far as him, yeah, knowing that he he can't he can't put up a front on this because especially you know, the, right. the dire he, situation, d- yeah he. He definitely looks distressed, yeah. like like he he again. He's coming to the realization that that there's stuff. Also, going a on. nuclear bomb is um, in the air. So I mean, <laughs> you have your yeah, it's, 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 <laughs> yes, stress on top of uh, a possible uh, mental impairment. Um, but yeah, so they all get in the in the SWAT van. They haul it down the road. They hit a. Uh, they come across some zombies, which they quickly run over and something uh, happens with the brakes and they go out and so they have to stop and then um, they get out and, and fix them. And uh, it's interesting because uh, Sarah, I'm sorry. Uh, it's, it's interesting because, you know, Sarah's the one under, underneath they're fixing it and she's talking to the rabbi and the rest of them are trying to keep the zombies at bay while they get the, while she, you know, welds the brake, you know, the, the fixing the brakes <laughs> And the rabbi tells her that, you know, she'll come and find Wendell again um, and that they'll be together. So are we led to believe that Wendell was captured by the... No, no, no. He was just at the... Whatever. The... I... Is he back at now, home base? I'm usually, I'm usually okay about this. I have not remembered seeing Wendell all season. He, has, he hasn't been in the season. He hasn't no, been no, in it, yeah. No, we, we, I forget exactly. We established, though, that he's at... I don't know if it's Tank Town, or, but somewhere. He's, like, somewhere... Oh, was he where Strand in them? He's like, or... Yeah, he's 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 somewhere. Okay, in the, yeah, yeah. he's not capped. He wasn't like in Teddy's thing or anything. He's he, he's he's somewhere. I don't I can't think of where it is exactly. But like they talked about it in a previous episode, as far as his whereabouts are, like he's safe. It's yeah, he's just for whatever reason. Yeah, it was just you know an actor or a, 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 if there's some technical reason why he just couldn't be able to film during this time, which is understandable given various things. I I, would, I don't think we know the exact answer right now, but yeah, they established that he's sure. He's alive in this universe, and he's somewhere safe currently. That's the excuse. That yeah. It, it was just weird. That, that exchange just had me second-guessing and being like, okay, did – did like because we talked about that before. Like, okay, he we established he's alive. We established he's in a, in a specific place. And then when they kind of had this specific interaction about, like, her feeling like she may not see him again and the rabbi trying to reassure her, it just it just made me question, like, oh, is he in peril? Yeah, or, I, th- I think or, it's a matter of if they could have filmed him, they would have, but they couldn't. Like, sure. Yeah. yeah. No, that all, that all makes sense. Because there's, no, there's um, literally no reason they would, you know, show him unless there's just not a availability to do so. <laughs> yeah. So they ask Riley, you know, what his deal is. Why are you... You know, what, 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 did you have a change of heart? Like, why Why did you escape and not stay with him? And he said he just wants to see their faces when the whole world goes to ash. So he uh, he's in it for the show. You know, um, <laughs> it's, not, it's not that I you know necessarily need to see people be punished extremely hard. <laughs> but if they wanted to give him a little bit more of a beating than he, than he gets in this episode, I wouldn't mind him. No, I wouldn't mind him at all. Nick Stahl's great right. at playing that kind of character, man. Good on Nick Stahl. He's he really is. It's like job. he does a great oh, yeah. job yeah. on that kind of character. Yeah. He does. Just, boy, like, by the end of this thing, I'm thinking, well, yeah, we took care of him, but I would have, you know, it's never not satisfying to see just desserts register on somebody's face as it's happening. So. Yeah. Yeah. And we get yeah. it kind of, with, you know, the other main guy in this thing, but still. <laughs> 
Yeah. So so this is where we get to the to the purpose of the vignette mm-hmm. and um Daniel goes to Lucy and says, you know, Dama Alarma, you know, he keeps repeating it and f- he gets Lucy's gun and he shoots Raleigh. He just does it in such a <laughs> Daniel way. And yeah, I mean it was just like boom, it's done. Great. And then yeah. he's like it's such a great like no so hesitation awesome. yeah. shot yep. in the face. Yeah. <laughs> and I I had to rewind this a couple times because I was trying to gather like, okay, what exactly <laughs> is going on? So he, uh, so Daniel says like, I, he wasn't working at the hotel. Um, you know, he, he's it basically his spot. He didn't have a change of heart. He didn't have a change of, of thinking. And Daniel's like, that's how they knew we were coming for the sub. That's how they were so well prepared. That's, that's how they, they did all this. Um, and Riley's on the back of the SWAT van, and he goes. Uh, he starts moving towards the edge, and then he gets shot. And at first, you think, okay, it's Daniel. Daniel shoots him too, and no, it was Charlie. Charlie shot him and says he was, you know, he was headed. He was going. He was making a move, and so uh, she uh, she shot Riley, but didn't doesn't kill him. Like Riley is like instantly dead. Yeah. Like he's shot in the head. Like he's he's down. She shoots Riley from the back through the front, so he's still kind of hanging on there. Um, and that's that's their vignette. Um, well, I mean, they decided to use next, Daniel's coordinates at that point too, right? Yes, yeah, they yeah they decided. It turns they, out Raleigh got, was leading them somewhere where they were just gonna have a nice view of the explosion, pretty much. Yeah, they were not straight. going to the also. Yeah, they were not going to the hotel. Like, you know what else are we gonna do? Yeah, exactly. Either nothing or these coordinates. not many choices. Um, so we get Dwight and Sherry's uh, vignette, and this one's called "Enjoy the View, Asshole." Um, and so it starts with them, and and they, you know, they, they they're trying to find shelter, and um, you know, they, they're just gotten to the point where it's like they see this house, and it's like, look, you know, we're going to go out on our terms, and this is like, this is what we're going to do. We're just going to stop here, and and Sherry kind of has this moment of reflection, obviously, with her, you know, potentially impending death of all the time that she wasted and you know how thankful she is that her and Dwight were able to find each other after everything they've been through and it's 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 funny because it was almost a little um poking fun at itself yes. because it's something we've talked about in the show it's like of all the paths and all the roads and all the possibilities in the world like these two some you know these characters always seem to find each other even on the main show so we say that uh, say something about this because he did have such a problem with her with this whole thing. Yes. Uh, I think everyone did. It, it was almost like it, it did feel like, you know, the whole world was like, yes. <laughs> All the time. Yeah. Every time he found you, you found a way to, to make it not about what was happening between you guys, but some other nonsense. Like, yeah. It was, it was, I was glad that she uh, took the blame. So yeah, so it was kind of a nice little moment. So it, and at that time, some p- people that are staying at the house roll up, and you know, it's kind of the standoff and uh, um, and, another satisfying. You know, they're scene. just yeah, they're just like, hey, uh, like w- w- again, these people are going to be untrusting because we find out that they were k- kicked out of the storm cellar because um, they they yeah, I mean, also you know couple of white people on a horse storming in that like come on <laughs> I like, yeah. Yeah. Going yeah. On. <laughs> exactly. one of them was face half yeah. burned off yeah. that that looks like, a little uh, something something's going on with I that guy to be racist but you know <laughs> but you know um 
<laughs> if the shoe fits yeah. right. Um, so, uh, so they start to question it and they say, Hey, you know, we were in the storm cellar and we got chased out by these people that, you know, are spouting off the end is the beginning. And then Dwight's like, okay, Let's deal with this. <laughs> we're, we're going to deal with this. And they're like, what are you going to do? And he's like, he's like, Hey, will you let us stay? If we get your, we're going to get your, can I, can I say um, how, how glorifying it was for this after having to deal with Morgan always like, Oh, let them go. Let's not go yes. too far. Yeah. <laughs> yes. It's okay. Like it was just, I just was so, I, maybe it's just the, the, the dark side of us, but just to see these two asshats <laughs> get just totally decimated on because they, because you got so tired of all season, all these bullies and just doing all these terrible things and then being, having to show mercy to them because Morgan is trying to do, to make the world better. I just liked him yeah. when he just said, "We'll be right back." Like I, it's just something about it where he's like, "We're going to handle this. We, we, we got you. It's, it's fine." It's good stuff. So yeah, so they come up with a scheme. They grab a big long rope. They tie one end to the cellar doors. They tie the other end to the horse. Horse runs off, pulls off the doors. Two dudes come out, kind of guns blazing, mm-hmm. but have no idea what they're even shooting. And this at. is stuff Dwight's and, been doing for years, right? Like that's the thing yeah. too that I I like that they've shown because Dwight, yeah, is back when they blanded, ambushed, you know, like he's a little more bland than he used to be because he's trying to go on the side of the angels. But yeah. Dwight has been under, you know, he was with uh, Negan in his darkest of days, so he knows he has done some real dirty stuff to people so it's like i'm glad that that's not forgotten that shouldn't have taken him yeah when we first meet second. him it's an ambush right. he, he ambushes uh um you, you know um it's such a quick plan like i cause, everybody because yeah. he he knows he's been you know like all the stuff he's done it's like i like when they go after bad guys bring up some of that dirty stuff that you guys used to do when you were bad guys it, and and they they make a point of it too, mm-hmm. right? Because so so Dwight is kind of behind, you know Sherry's in front, uh, hidden behind a bunch of uh, a rock and trees, and he's right behind the the point of the cellar that's like sticking up above the ground. So when they come out, he's like behind them, and so they take out the one guy immediately. They hit the other guy. He's like you know he takes off, and Dwight just kind of lines up the shot and just boom picks him off in the head so it's again he's making a point of like yeah he he could have let that guy go and he probably would have died anyway but he's like nope we're not taking any chances these you know these these dudes are are done because they've robbed Um, people for years right so it's like it wasn't even much of a plan he had to even think twice to be like all right we know how to do it get the horse pull the, the doors off uh ambush them and then uh make them suffer yeah, and then the one guy he's like pleading for them to kill him. He's like, <laughs> you know, just just please, you know, please. Nope. And then Sherry shoots him in the other yeah. leg, and she, that you know, again, enjoy the view, Which asshole. Like, great. It's, oh, I love <laughs> that. That was yeah, it. yeah. That's the couple I want to see. That's the power couple. Yeah. Right see, there. they could have been this power couple this whole season. Exactly. That's right. Uh, so yeah, so that kind of ends their story for now. So then the next vignette, I, I don't know why I missed the the title of this vignette so when I was going through my notes. Sorry about. Ah, okay. Um, so this is Teddy and Dakota and John Dory and June, um, and 
Um, so you know, Teddy and Dakota stop at this place, and then John Dory shows Boy, up. Man, and, Teddy's doing that weird like stuff too, like he's creep, doing the creeper moves on mm-hmm. Dakota. Like he kisses her it, hand, he strokes her face, and it's like kind of creepy. Before this felt, felt like cult grooming yes. weirdness, yes. like made me and, un- very uncomfortable to watch. Kind of, John kind of breaks that moment, and I was yeah. like, that was a uh, yeah. I don't know, another layer of creepiness to Teddy. I was, I was yeah. waiting for like a group of women to come out in white dresses and flowers <laughs> yeah. on their hair to just start chanting weird stuff to her. Wouldn't have been surprised, but yeah, it was a, it was a, it was a lot of extra. It was a lot of like, by the yeah. way, <laughs> he's getting awfully comfortable. And, yeah. Uh, no, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I say, we're gonna get to this JD stuff right now, right? And uh, yeah, but why don't you start explaining it? Then I'll get to some things about it. Yeah, so John shows up. Uh, he he reveals himself first and says, you know, Teddy thinks, okay, here he comes. You know, he's he's gonna get me again, just like he did before. And and John's like, no, he's he's here for Dakota, um, and he just wants to talk and. Everybody pulls guns on each other, and and um, and uh, JD says, "Like, look, I I want you to know, I forgive you. You know, just and he goes into the whole bit, like just like my son, and she's like, I don't believe you. You know, I killed your son, and and JD is like, look, you know, my son, I I did something terrible, you know, to my son and my wife, and he was able to grow up, and in the end, he forgave me, and so I can forgive you. You know, you're a kid." And he's trying. He's trying to kind of, you know, de-escalate the situation, obviously, and then you know, kind of empathize with her and and try and get her to get away from Teddy. So, um, I I am all for the concept of this, as far as like what they're trying to do here, and like what they're trying to show, as far as the the contrast between these two characters. I under you know we got only so many episodes. There's only so much time. We're focused on every character in the series for this episode. This all just felt really rushed to me. Just the the way JD was speaking, the the writing of it. I I, I wanted to get behind this more. I was happy that there was less creepy time for Teddy. Like that was great. Yeah. But mm-hmm. it's just like and I and I really like uh, what uh, Carradine's doing and all this. It just. It, it, I don't know. Like, there's, there's just something like that. Just seemed like off tone for me, as far as like how he was delivering these lines, where they felt well, very, they felt very written. It did feel like they would. This could have been two episodes of this chase. Yeah, if they had the time. Exactly. Like, it did feel that way to me yeah. too. It's not like it's not bringing me down overall. It's just no, a lot of like my no. notes I wrote feels rushed. Like it just it's yeah. like there's, there's a lot of information yeah. that this man who does not know this girl is trying to like lay out all the stuff right. uh, right. in order to yeah. convince her again, a stranger to come with him instead of this other guy. It's like, mm-hmm. all right. But yeah, but I mean, JD even puts his gun down and he's like, look, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm on the up and up. And, um, and of course at this point, Teddy tries to pull the gun on JD and June shoots the gun right out of his, out of can, his hand. Can I also say how I felt relieved about this too? Because again, I love you, Morgan, but hmm. This uh, pacifism uh, wave that he goes through sometimes that gets people uh, almost killed. Sometimes they do get killed eventually. Yeah, uh, that, because yeah. he has the need to do this. And it gets to the heart of what I had issues with last week. Where looking at this episode, it's like I am glad of how things played out, but at the same mm-hmm. time, it's like 
what did letting them go accomplish? <laughs> like, Nothing. What, like, Nothing. What, yeah. what did that do? Because, right. like, this week, which just seems, it seems weird at the start as far as, how are they all separated? Like, they're all together. Like, what happened yeah. where all of these people on, you know, a vehicle with literally one exit, how are they all away from each other at this point? Oh, they were, there was a lot yeah. of running and pushing. <laughs> Including the key bad guys who were, yeah. were were separated from each other, no less, after they were both let go for reasons that still are yeah. beyond me. I know who would have not gotten out. Those two guys, mm-hmm. for sure. Like it, even with uh, with uh, everything that went on, even with uh, what's his face, um, I can't remember people. You know, I'm talking about the guy, the one who was with him when they when he was going to kill the guy, and Morgan told him to not do it. Um, Strand, like even with Strand, it was like I could see Strand going, "Yeah, I won't kill him," and then killing him anyway, because that's what Strand would do. Yeah, sure. Especially after they launch nuclear weapons. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yes, that's kind of a yeah. I mean, that's like a point of no return, right? Yeah. Um, you're kind of irredeemable. You die before me, even if Um, we all die. You die first. (laughs) You you know who hasn't launched nuclear weapons? Know who hasn't launched them? Most villains. Like, yeah, <laughs> so, and they deserve to die. Most villains. So, like, and he taunted yes. them after he did it. Like that. Like really? Are you going? You walk? You ain't walking away today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-mm. Nope. Uh, <clears throat> but yeah. So after the 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 gun gets shot out of of Teddy's hand, then JD goes to to grab the the gun, and he's like, "Wait, what? What is this? <laughs> what is this metal here?" Um, it pulls it and it's a, it's a, opens up the hatch and they find that there's you know a bunker under there. Cut to a comical situation where Benny oh, yeah. goes or Teddy goes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I you know. Well, I you know, know. I uh... beats don't fail me now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's he, he calls Teddy's bluff right? Like Teddy, he calls him on his on his bullcrap because he's just like. Look, he he's not he's he didn't keep you because he wants to be with you or or you know you fit into his plan uh, to watch the end of the world. He needs you to turn the other key. Like you know, he needs two people. Like he can't do it by him. At first, okay, I don't know if you guys thought this, but when JD goes, yeah, because he needs two people, and I was like. Oh man, is he trying to say like he needs her to like repopulate the earth? Like, I is that where he's going? Too. Oh man, I I, I went. I, did. I guess because the grooming stuff to me just felt so disgusting and was so because I've like watched, front of mind. Because yeah, you, you, there's so many cults where like, oh. they do do this. I mean, so it's like it was a thought that they were going that way. Which I mean, I mean, it's beyond yes, needing an arm to turn a key. I don't think it's beyond him to also see another uh, thing he feels entitled to uh, in that scenario either. Sure. But yeah, so so, but then he says, yes, he needs he needs two people to turn the key. And of course, this starts to sow the seeds of doubt in Dakota's mind. Like now she's like, okay, what is going like? Obviously, by another crazy adult. Yes. Yes. Um, So then we get the. Uh, the next vignette, uh, which is which man are you? Um, and it starts with Strand getting chased, and he ends up in. I'm assuming. So what I can't tell is, is this a mu- 
is this a museum or is this this dude was camped here and just brought stuff in to that, make it a museum? The latter. Yeah, it was that. Okay, that that's what I started because it was things were organized and it was a lot of like weird disparate stuff. So I was like, oh, this he yeah. Um, so some kind of like office building, office yeah, complex right. kind of thing. So. Um, and we get a really vulnerable moment from Strand where he just goes by the window and sees all these zombies coming in and he just lets out this primal scream, um, uh, you know, just as he kind of like, I guess at the end of his rope or feels like, uh, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, I think Strand's just kind of hitting like a, like a moment here. Well, he's done it again. Um, I mean, he's tried to reinvent himself how many times already, right? But trying to be yeah. the good trying to act like he's the good guy, but he's always doing it for his own selfish motive. So like that, I totally got that sense of, I, you know, I screwed up again, uh, being, you know, being me. Cause he just can't admit that that's who he is until and, now. And, you know, this time a nuclear bomb has been sent. Right. <laughs> I mean, it's like right. the, yes. the weight of something like that, right. that has to get onto you. <laughs> like, right. It's yeah. usually it works out right for him. Usually. And it and it and it has that's the part of it. Yeah. Like he feels guilty because not only did like you know did this thing go off, he's completely fine. Like right. he's he, like he might he doesn't know if he's bordering on death or not in terms of the fallout of this nuclear bomb, but in terms of like where he is right now, it's like well, I I I try to do a thing very selfishly, which I imagine always gives him a level of guilt, and I got away. This time, there's going to be a giant bomb that goes off, and it's very much my part of my partly my fault. And right. I just get to be here with nobody to to celebrate this fact. Yeah, because it only he only feels this low a few times. Once when Alicia's mom died, right? He felt bad about that, that he wasn't there for her when he should have been, he felt. And then the other time is when his lover died, right? He felt mm-hmm. down about that because he couldn't help his lover. But that's it. <laughs> like, Strand doesn't really, he gets over stuff real quickly. Usually, so. But yeah, so he, uh, as he's standing there kind of contemplating life and and what's coming, um, a man comes up behind him with a rifle and Strand tells him like, yeah, there's there's a missile nuclear bomb headed this way that's going to go off. And um, we eventually find out his name is. Is Howard? Yeah, and he like, is played well, by. I wrote this down. Sorry, because he was like, "Well, I guess that's the ball game." You like? <laughs> yeah, you yeah, like yeah. bourbon? <laughs> yeah, I thought that was a pretty good line. Like, well, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and he's played by Omid Abtahi, who is um, if you're if you've seen American yeah. Gods, he's on American Gods. Yeah. But um, for those fans of the Mandalorian, yeah, he uh-huh. he's Doctor Pershing on the Mandalorian. Great. So, um. Uh, so yeah, so he he says he was a history teacher from UT, and uh, you know Strand starts to be cryptic about what's going on, and he tries to to get it out of him, like like he wants to know what happened, and Strand tells him the story, you know, about who he is, and well, he doesn't tell him who he is. He tells, but, but here's a story of two people, and this one is really good, and this one is not so good, and you know goes you know making it seem like he's the good yeah. one. Um, and you think about and so that's it, you kinda, should do that, right? If he's got the gun, and you, I mean, you might yeah. survive this. You don't want to go and run and tell the person with the gun that, oh yeah, I was the bad 
person in the story. I double cross everyone, yeah. and I will slit your throat at the first sign of 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 it benefiting. I, I'd you. also just not tell this story to a new guy who I don't trust. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah. this is not yes. this guy who has who has a gun because he held it on me. Yeah. <laughs> Might have more. Yeah. I don't know. He collects stuff. I don't think this is the story I need to tell right now. <laughs> Maybe yeah, I was, I was yeah. wondering why he was. I mean, I know he felt guilty and stuff and probably needed the catharsis or whatever, or the contrition, but, like, you know, if you're trying to get in good with this guy who has, like, a relatively safe place and all this, I don't know, I didn't know why he went on this, uh, this story, but... But it is smart. Maybe... Oh, go ahead. No, as I say, I mean, Strand knows how to work people, mm-hmm. right? And knows how to read people. This guy's a historian. Uh, so maybe he just feels like, I can spin this. This guy loves stories and loves tales and history and things. Like, I can spin him a tale, and mm-hmm. um, he'll be interested in what I have to say. And if nothing else, maybe it buys him time until he can figure out what it, you know what right. he's wanting to do next. And he's, he's, a, you know, and he's, a, he's a hustler, right? And a lot of times, hustlers do tell the truth. But they just slant it a different way, and he, you know, it makes it more convincing when they do say, tell that story because it is true. He just didn't say who it was. He just, you know, didn't say it was him that was the the guy that did the bad thing. So I think it it also helped him to to be more convincing to this guy to tell that story the way he did. Yep. So that's where we leave, at least for right now, Strand. Um, so then we hit the next vignette, which is Grace's vignette, and it starts with her driving off, and she hears Morgan's speech, um, and the kind of the finality of it, and she starts to 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 break down, um, and she goes back, so she runs back to him on the sub, and Morgan <laughs> is still trying to stop the missiles, like he's trying to figure out a way to. Um, I guess self-destruct them or something like, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm sure that's a, anyway, I guess what else are you going to do? Right. Right? Like try, try something. Um, and the two of them kind of have a moment. They, they finally have the moment. I think that we've been wait, you know, some of it's been hinted at is, you know, that they've been, you know, they've kind of had intimacy with each other, mm-hmm. but this is kind of like the key moment where we we see them finally just kind of lay it out, um, you know, for each other and right. tell each other they love them. And um, yep, they, they hear the warhead start. What? They kissed and stuff. I know. Yeah. I know. Um, but we hear the warhead start to separate. Um, and they just they want to go out on their own terms, you know. They they realize okay that because even Grace said like, look, you don't want to like the you know I know what radiation does to you firsthand. Like we're dealing with this explosion and radiation and everything. Like we're we're not going to make it through this. Um, and so they put their heads against each other, and Morgan is literally going to shoot himself, like shoot them yeah. both in the head at the same time. Which is well, he says that crazy. thing of like, oh, I've been trying to get myself killed all season like finally yeah. finally yeah. i can do it well i didn't buy it for a second that he pulled that trigger that was a really cool shot it um, was. As far as framing yes. that and uh, you know yes given the you know context and the world around them mm-hmm. like i i really liked what they were going for from a director it's a well-directed episode by the way oh my god I, no for sure. Oh, for sure oh strat is uh, Sat- he's a he's a veteran of all this stuff yeah this is yeah a he's, done, he's done a good job here. he's the showrunner isn't he? i believe so yes i think so yeah um so then they hear a baby crying and i think at first like they think it's 
or I think Grace thinks like they're either she or both of them are like hallucinating. They, she said it like she's like I can hear her now. I can hear and, her cry. Yeah, I can hear her. And, and then Morgan's, Morgan's like, like wait, I, I can. This is weird. I hear her too. Yeah, yeah. Um, so they they leave. They get off the sub. They walk outside and they see Rachel um, being walked by the dog with the baby on the back. And of course, they they find the baby. <laughs> My thought was that was a damn effective tactic. Jeez, right oh, on time. Yes, good dog. Yes, must <laughs> have smelled him for miles away. <laughs> yes, like she literally pointed um, him in a direction and it worked. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes, amazing. it literally worked. Yeah, it was a golden retriever though, wasn't it? Isn't that you what that dog them. was? So you can always trust them. They'll they'll find their they way back. Sure will. I like I, I um, know mine did it all. It's just you know as big as this world seems to be, it's also so small. Where she's like on the side oh, of a road, sure. and the dog found yeah, the again. beach where the yeah, submarine yeah. happens to be. It's, <laughs> it's a little yeah. bit of again the sherry thing kind of. of. There's a little bit of plot convenience there, oh, but yeah. it was a cool scene. So it I'll is. let it. I'll let it yeah. slide. Exactly. That's right. Yeah. yeah. I'm a dog lover. I'll go for it. I want to believe yeah. it. <laughs> um. <laughs> So we get the, the, the last vignette here, and it's called I Know How to Survive. And so uh, the SWAT crew gets to the coordinates, and there's nothing. There's nothing around. There's nobody anywhere. Uh, Charlie gets out, and she sees a, sand, a helicopter. And then I, I, I love that. Um, um, uh, Al's on the walkie? Or? Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, Al's on the walkie. but partner? But we get... Um, um, we get Sarah that goes shit in a sandbox oh, yeah. and starts running <laughs> oh, yeah. towards the oh, yeah. starts running toward the helicopter and yeah of course the pilot you know is, is totally covered up gives gives her the radio and of course it's Al on the other on the other line um, and says don't ask her any questions just get in the helicopter and let's go um, so obviously she she successfully found her uh, her her her. her uh, potential love interest Tignataro's um, helicopter going the other way. <laughs> yes. Yes. That would have been funny if she just took off the helmet. It was Tignataro. Would you just shut up and get in the plane? Get in the helmet. Um. So then we flip back to to Dakota and JD and crew, and um, Dakota's pointing the gun at at JD in June, and JD says, "Hey, did did John ever tell you about? I forget. He made some, like some barn. barns. Yeah, the sort of it, it, She's like, yep." And uh, JD raises up his hand, and um, they kind of catch uh, Dakota off 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 guard. So she shoots JD, hits him in the arm, and uh, June, of course, does her a trick shot again and shoots the gun out of her hand. Um, and at this point, things are, are de- like at this point when we get the flipping between the characters, like we're we're at the end stage. Like the the missiles are about to, you know, the bombs are about to drop. So. Um, they get in the vault and they shut the door and they leave her her and Teddy outside. So she grabs the gun up and real and realizes that Teddy was just basically stringing her along all this time and she shoots Teddy. Uh, she shoots him in the chest. In the, yes. In the chest and, and then shoots him in the head. But like she shoots him just enough for her to like you know say something to him. But you just just yeah. seeing the look on John Glover's face because you know. You need to get yes. that. You need to get that. Like, oh fuck. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say about this scene though. I was very disappointed that she was the one that got to kill Teddy. I thought John Senior. I thought that we, we'd have a bigger scene with uh, him and John Senior showing, you know, the showdown and stuff. But uh, we, you know, not to be, I guess. 
I, you know, I hear you. I get if this if there was like a longer period of time where we've like known these adversaries for you know a couple right. of seasons or whatnot, I'd feel more, um, you know, more intense on something like that. I feel like the confrontation they had earlier, where he basically won, as far as that goes, as far as like seeding seeding doubt in Dakota, like that feels right. like the win that he was able to get early on. I don't disagree as far as. Yeah, there's a way. There's a way you can shape this to for him to be the one that like gets the kill off. But you know, creepy Teddy being creepy on her. It's like, yeah, okay, let's let's have her blow his head off. <laughs> like that's a nice. Right. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's not the worst. Yeah. It's not the worst too. secondary person to get the. No, kill. No, no. I mean, I'm not. I, I mean, you know, it's not. You know, throwing the baby out with the bathwater or anything. Oh, yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. After you know him, you know, basically throwing away his family, tracking Teddy for all those years, finally getting him, you know, in his crosshairs or whatever. I just thought there'd be a more of a scene between the two of them than we got. I guess. Yeah. yeah, I'm just glad we don't. She didn't get redemption. I'm sorry, but there's just too many times that they tried to. Yeah, I know for sure. Game this character. So yeah, and so they show her get vaporized. It's not oh, like yeah. oh, yes. off camera yeah. she saved herself. No, uh, like yeah. they really like she's the only one that they show like intensely get vaporized. By they show yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> so yeah, so June and JD go down in the hatch, and yeah, we see Dakota get just totally like, obliterated by this nuke. <laughs> You did it for John. Right away, you just, just destroyed her. <laughs> it's like, well, well, we needed. Yeah. I think we needed that after what she did to one of the most, you know, popular. I think fan favorites of the show. Sure. Well, yeah, and I mean, clearly she was beyond redemption. Yeah, like, you kind of need. I, she was. Yeah. She was damaged. I mean, yeah, just straight yeah, up damaged. I, I mean, this, I, this takes care of future problems as far as well, we don't have to deal with her anymore. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, exactly. I, I think it was exactly. a, you know, maybe a little wink, wink to the people that can't stand. Because I'm sure there were many of us that d- d- did not like her uh, at all, especially you know after all she did. That were yeah. you know this is like here you go. See, she's not coming back next season. It's over. Yeah. So. Uh, Strand and Howard watch the nuke go off, and again, it's at first it's ambiguous, right? Because mm-hmm. we see this big. I didn't expect we were going to see Strand again. Like I Me thought either. this big flash and and everything, and that that was going to be oh. it. Um, then uh, we see Riley turns into into a zombie. Um, everybody's in the chopper. They take off in the chopper, and yeah, yeah. I've even had my in notes. The rescued in the and chopper. People jumping um, in refrigerators. It was just. Yeah, it was madness. Um, Hold on, we're getting there. Hold on, keep going. <laughs> yeah, but as as the helicopter takes off, um, <laughs> we see where Wes spray painted. This isn't the end. Um, real, and it's funny because the end is actually on Wes or right. on, on Riley, um, and uh, on his back. And so um, then we see the nuke hitting the hotel. Um, or outside, or we see the what happens after the nuke goes off near the hotel, mm-hmm. um, and then Morgan and Grace see it go off, and then here we go. They start to run for cover, hide under a tanker truck, um, and survive it. Uh huh. Um, sure, under a tanker yeah. truck, eh? I, uh, in my yeah. notes, I wrote, "Is this how nukes work?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't think so. Sure. I I mean I, I the. I guess it depends how far away That's you are, right? Whatever I mean, it comes down to, and I'm uh, sure the I'm sure we can read the interviews that justify whatever decisions they made in all uh, this. I just I'm so curious as far as wait, so like how big are these things? I guess not big enough because they're standing, but like what about the 
radiation factor? Like, how close do they need to be? Because like, I thought they were just going to run into the submarine. Yeah, you know, the, the giant metal thing that could protect Yeah, yeah the giant lead-lined yeah, um, metal container. Yeah, yeah. that's what I thought they were gonna, Probably a good place to be. under a tanker truck is safer. Okay, yeah. sure. It's, it's just it's, science. Um, I mean, come on. So again, it comes down yeah. to like how far is this thing away, I guess. But then again, right. it's also like, well, fallout is a thing, right? And, the, and I'm also wondering, yeah, I mean, like, yeah, I guess if they get away fast enough, right? And I mean, it obviously makes me very curious about the other shows. Like, I mean, it's a nuke. That's probably, I don't know, not as maybe not see that from Washington, but I'm sure they could probably hear a bit of a rumble and be like, what was that just now? <laughs> so, well, there's twelve of them. Yeah, so. that's the other thing. there's a bunch of these things going on. <laughs> We saw two. The Walking Dead movie's got so a somewhere, lot of work to do, guys. <laughs> I know. Yeah. My guess is somewhere over Oklahoma or Louisiana, there's probably, um, and possibly Mississippi or um, Arkansas. There's, is there's the parent show happening still at the same time as this, or did they? I think they're roughly caught up at this yeah. point. So, so you think they've Yeah, because Morgan left, Morgan right, and he showed up on this show. There. I mean, that's the right, yeah. right. And there's been a, there's been multiple time jumps at this point, so we we right. could even be beyond the prime show at this point. I don't know. Yeah, maybe a whole I, world beyond. But we anyway we see that that strand is alive. Uh, he made it through the explosion, and we see the mushroom cloud off in the distance, uh, and he's just laughing hysterically, yes. uh, and. He he just he said he's he's laughing because he's alive and then after everything he's done and then he essentially at this point tells Howard like hey I told you the story I'm not Morgan Jones I'm I'm, you know, I'm Victor Strand <laughs> yeah I'm the other guy I'm Victor Strand and um I reinvented myself he gives us this it was a really great I monologue where it, yeah. it was just like this almost like this villain esque monologue was. of it was of like well, he might as well have been placed this, in like the middle of a you know a road that's a CG background so a truck could hit him because it just seemed so telegraphed that he was gonna get killed that I, I, I just kept waiting I, for yeah I kept waiting for this Howard guy to just, just like shoot him, right? Pull be him like out the back and boom yeah, and, and, and that and then we know how these f- shows go whenever like any character says anything of significance, like that's usually the kiss of death, right? Sure. Like if you have any, anything significant or, or, um, poignant to say, that's the clue that you're, you're done. Um, so yeah, I literally kept waiting for like tensely that moment of, Oh, somebody's going to pull a gun and shoot him or, uh, or something like that. Um, but no, it didn't happen. And that, that's, that's how we leave Victor. And, uh, and then lastly, we come back to Morgan and grace and they see the second nuke go off, uh, which appears like it's much, much further away. Um, and that's where we leave things. I, I wonder, though, because they made a point of Sherry and Dwight made a point of saying, this is what we should be doing. This is what we should have been doing all along. That makes me think they're going to go the vigilante route more next season. Um, and then with Strand, it looks like he's going full villain right now so i mean i wonder if this is you know something that they're trying to start out with for next season where strand will be the bad and they have to deal with them eventually i don't know because they made a point of having that dialogue in there and i didn't think they would do it for no reason well stay tuned and find out i guess man yeah we don't even see alicia 
We don't no, see we no. don't see a few people in this episode. We don't see yeah. Alicia. We don't see yeah. Al. We just well, we hear Al, I guess. Right, we right, hear, right, right. Yeah. There's a few. That might have been because of COVID, though. I, that, if there's anything that might have been affected, maybe not seeing a few people might have been because of COVID. Maybe. Well, I, yeah, like the once the scene in the hotel, we see the devastation in the hotel, mm-hmm. but we never see her. Right. Right. You know. It, so to back, to back up, or at least to, to round this out, like, mm-hmm. wait, what's what was Teddy's plan exactly? <laughs> like, I'm trying to piece this thing together. Like, he wants to blow, he wants to blow everything up to basically like let the world start anew again, or at least let the well, Southwest start anew again. Yeah. So he, but yeah, where he is, like, but what? So like his the, the people with the with the tree thing with that in there in there is are they all good? Are they all safe? Like in their thing, or is that gone? Like I'm trying to like they burnt. Well, that I mean that got burned up. All of so it burned up my, or just like that room. I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I mean it was enough that they had to leave because that's that was the whole right. point all, of going to the hotel. Okay. They they had to go to the hotel because the other place got burned right. out. Wait, what hotel? The one where Alicia's uh the the one where Alicia's at in the middle they of the locked her up in. Yeah. Uh, that was Remember, there was in a that bunker big under the hotel. Bank vault. It was kinda of like the white spring and so they're, they're so they're all there. I just thought like Alicia was there. Uh, That's my assumption. Okay. Or the ones he wanted. The yeah, the ones right. yeah, the ones that were yeah. Which yeah, it must be everybody but like those you know, handful of people that went on the sub, uh-huh. right? Or mm-hmm. you know, Riley him and Riley, Teddy, Dakota, and like one or two okay, other. So people. So still, Teddy's still got like a pot of people somewhere stashed away along with Felicia. That's that's what we got. That's my assumption. Teddy, I, that's what it's Teddy seems and Riley like. are gone. Teddy did plan to live. Riley probably not because right. he's right. fucking nuts. But um, <laughs> yeah. So Ted, so presumably, if this happened and everything went off, you know, without a hitch, Teddy would just like arise from his bunker, go meet with his people, and be like, "Guess what, guys." We're all gonna die because of radiation poisoning, but in this show it doesn't matter. So whatever, we're gonna live anew and have fun again. Like, is that the general idea? Uh, I don't. I don't know if Teddy truly actually intended to live. I mean, the only reason he went down in the bunker again was because he wanted to go back to the sub and set off the rest of the nukes. Yeah. Well, I thought and, to survive. Well, that's what he said first. Thing. I I think he was gonna do it again though. Even if he did it again, unless because he's if, a nuke directly on his head, like the nukes just gonna go to other parts of the world. Yeah. Who knows? I mean, I don't. That was the whole maybe, point maybe not. Been, uh, of, of bringing that, bringing uh, which we call it with him, right? Well, here's another question then. Uh, <laughs> if he wasn't a stop, if he wasn't stopped, he would have launched that's, all yeah, of them at the at the right. one time right. to begin with. So his plan B was since he didn't get to do that, get her go back into the his hangout and go right. back. I assume he planned to live because, for one thing, he's one of these guys that likes to hear himself talk. Like he, he loves all this. He, he like he can talk yeah. all. Yeah, I mean, I look at it as you know, he's a huckster, right? That that's how most of these cult leaders are. Yeah. It's like, oh, like you should sacrifice yourself, and I'm going to act like I would sacrifice I, I don't think myself. He doesn't but believe guess what? what he's selling, but at the same myself. time, I don't think that he's. I don't think he's at the point where he's like, not only am I selling this to you, but I'm there. I'm going to drink that Kool Aid also. He's more like, I have a plan and I believe in it, but like, I need to be there to see it happen. Like, that's the kind of guy. I think he is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's... But I mean, again, essentially, if if they all would have went off at the same time, I don't see how he would have survived that. Well, again, it depends on where he's launching them, right? I mean, if he's in that submarine, it would have been just fine. Oh yeah, or if undisturbed, right? He could have got back to that bunker, right? If he 
got in the car. And... Well, especially at that point, since the bunker is presumably, if you're, if you guys are saying that it's compromised and that they just can't go down there anymore, get, despite having like all the supplies they amassed and everything, like, I, I mean, I, I'm trying to. That's why I'm trying to understand what this plan was. Like, if if he has just a bunch of people in a hotel instead of you know safety, like, what's the what's the next part? What's the next chapter of this? Well, the hotel had a bunker below it. Okay. It wasn't just a, quote, hotel. Right. The hotel it. had a bomb-proof, right. like, cool, 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 fallout okay. shelter bunker below it. That's where Alicia was. Got it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, obviously, we'll see where this goes in the next season. So, Sure. Yup. All right. So that's the end of the episode. So how many Tobies do we give it? Jim, you go first. Oh, man. Uh, I give it a 4.5. I really like this episode. Really liked the uh, the season. Really went out on a bang, ha ha ha, and uh, did not bomb, ha ha ha. And uh, I, I enjoyed it quite a bit. I like. I didn't mind the you know, grouping uh, split off like that. But storytelling was strong. I take point uh, five off because of uh, thought they kind of cheaped out on the John Dory Teddy uh, confrontation. But other than that, I was pretty happy with it. Four point five. Aaron. I'm also at a 4.5. It's, you know, it's the kind of thing that comes down to like, what do I expect from this show? And this show has been doing really well for the most part, all this half season. And for this finale, like, yeah, it's ambitious for one thing, as far as the presentation, it's very satisfying for pretty much every angle. As far as they went there, as far as they actually went and launched the damn nuke and it went off. And then you have all the characters having to deal with that. Like, I just liked all that stuff. I think it's well put together. There's a lot of really good shit, like shooting in this, like, uh, yeah. cinematography-wise. Yeah. Um, you know, quibbles aside about the science of nuclear weapons, I think this is just a really strong episode all around. So, if, you know, as far as the best that the Fear of the Walking Dead has to offer, this is certainly up there. So four and a half. Mr. Taylor? Uh, I absolutely uh, enjoyed this finale. Um and yeah, this has been a, such a strong season. I, I've really enjoyed the season. I also uh, will give it four and a half uh, because it it definitely deserved it. I think it does. Yeah, I, I mean, echo everything you guys said. I'm going to give it four and a half as well. It was just fantastic. I mean, a great end to a satisfying end to a really good season. And uh, I know on on this show that doesn't always happen. Um, sometimes things in the end start to go in a weird spot or um, or whatnot. So this this was just I, I I mean I can't remember us ever being this high on this show. Um, and so that that's a good thing. I mean, um, yeah. I I I think I feel better about what we got this season on this show than we did on the main show. Uh, I was going to say if you told me two years ago that my opinions would shifted on these two shows. That I'd be more into this one than I was the main one. I would have, yeah. you know, laughed in your face and called you crazy. But yeah. it's it's what's happened. This, the story's been stronger. The characters have been stronger. There's more stuff going on. The uh, the you know, it's been very satisfying this season. Absolutely, I agree. I will say we're applying this to based off like those six like hand me down throw together episodes as opposed to like the main show in full. Right. <laughs> well. Mean, Understood, but still, I mean, I mean, because I mean, we're just trying to state how strong this episode. Or yeah, this no, I, yeah, for sure, is in comparison, you know. Yeah, certainly compared to like other ep- other seasons of the wa- of Fear of the Walking Dead, it's like this is a, a ginormous shift in pace as far as how much. You can yeah, I mean, we know we all know it's no, never going to be as good as World Beyond, but no, no. you think so. <laughs> like the yeah, dinner but... I have tonight probably won't be better than the World Beyond, right? <laughs> no. 
All right. So that's what we thought about this episode. But what did the Facebooks have to say about this episode? Well, over at uh, Facebook.com slash group slash WDTV podcast, we had a couple of comments and one question. We'll go with the comments first. First, Kevin Barry wrote in uh, five Tobys out of five. What I liked the most was that during uh, that was during each segment, each character's best trait was highlighted and they allowed them to shine. It was unconventional, but well executed. I agree, Kevin. And Yukiyoshi Swata wrote in. Disclaimer, this is too long. You are free to skip me. No, that's okay, buddy. Five mushroom wars out of five. We're going to do something different tonight. Start in your best fallout voice, please. Okay. <clears throat> and apologies to Ron Perlman. War. War never changes. That's pretty good. Thank you. Thank you had me convinced. I've heard it, I've heard it a times. I was saying, that's, uh, the, that's good. The baby nice. with the dead lady. Uh, so we're starting with a mother killing herself to save her baby. This is already good. Okay, real talk. Didn't even re- realize that was Rachel and baby Morgan t- until Morgan and Grace found them. Good dog, Rufus. That still small voice. It's great you found Riley, but why is he still alive? I guess Ra- Raleigh was the one who set off the dynamite back in Morgantown. Charlie, the head shot, shoot the man who set a nuke on you in the head. Uh, <laughs> Daniel says the voice, voice sounds familiar. Could it be? Are you really going to tease me like this show? Again? Sigh. Got my hopes up. Uh, great that they're saved. Actual. Great that they're saved. Actually forgot about Al, really. Uh, the Battle of Bunker Hill. I bet, bet the pretzels and beer comment from Cherry confuses those who only watch fear. Uh these cultists are hypocrites. These cultists are hypocrites, taking and hiding in a bunker after they lost a missile. Launched a missile. Scum. The Larson family seemed nice. A tale of two Morgans. The show hears me ask how many people are still on Texas and the Larsons and Howard. Is their answer? Uh, come on, Victor. Why are you making it so hard to keep defending you? On that note, I trust Morgan. Uh, goo. We're not going to have. Victor keep pretending to be Morgan. Uh, he is right, though. Victor Strand is a survivor. However, I think he's slowly losing his mind. Huh. That's a that's a good take. Uh, a phony. A big, fat phony. Oh, wait. You're a phony! A big, fat phony! Okay. <laughs> uh, so, Teddy had another bunker? <laughs> Luckily, lucky for J.D. and June. So, Dakota is dead. I'm uh, mixing, filling in this. Once she dead, yay! But it was instant. Boo! <laughs> you wanted her to suffer, I guess. Oh, well. On the topic of if this was Rick, there would be no need to find the sub. Uh, Rick and the gang would have gone to the parking garage and took care of them like at the satellite station with the saviors. While tell Alicia, who cares what they're planning? There'd be a threat. We need to end this today. Together. Together. Uh, nuclear family. So Morgan and Grace will ease baby, will raise baby Morgan. Okay, I can get behind that. Now, I know we're all asking the same question. Is Rufus okay? He jumped yeah. into the car when uh, the afterblast hit. Non-confirmed drivers. Excuse me. Wendell Rabinowitz. Dylan, Max, Annie. Uh, Alicia, Clark, Skidbark. CRM Custody. Daniel Salazar. Wes. Charlie. Sarah Rabinowitz. Luciana Gavez. Althea Sedwichik Przgaki. Przgaki? Really? Uh, Rick Grimes and Heath. Uh, fear the facts. Heath. Heath. 
He's he's in the heights right now. He doesn't need any of this. Pour it out for Heath. Um, This is the first season finale that Alicia Clark was not in. Hmm. This was a fantastic season finale. I'm looking forward to see what's to come. It wouldn't surprise me if next season we time jump even more. Sorry, this one was longer, but that's the show's fault for being so good. I had more to say. Madison Clark not in this episode, but one day we'll return. I'm dibbling down. Kempai. If she wasn't dead already, they just nuked her corpse, and <laughs> she's calm. Yeah, exactly. So. Okay, well, if you want to join our group on the Facebooks, please do so. As I said, it's facebook.com slash groups slash WDTV podcast. We'd love to hear what you think of each and every episode, even though we're going on break until, uh, what, uh, August. Yeah. End of August. Yeah. I'm going to miss all of you. Hopefully. Yeah, maybe we'll try and get yeah, something on the feed. I keep read going finally. <laughs> yeah, well, one of these years. If I if I can make it happen, I'm trying to talk to a friend of mine who has the equipment. But if I can borrow the equipment, I'm going to try to do some um, video interviews down at Living Dead Weekend in a couple weeks here in Monroeville. Uh, Greg Nicotero is going to be there. Tom Savini, uh, a bunch of people. So I will try to do that for content if possible. Cool. Oh, that'd be I'm cool. Going, going and I keep saying, anyways. hopefully. Yeah, during the hiatus, maybe I'll try and um, pick up that Walking Dead, uh, Saints and Sinners, the the VR game, and check it out, and maybe we can we can talk about that. Uh, I just haven't had I haven't had time to play it, let alone. Uh, well, if you're up, into so. the zombie video games, if you got announced to D three this year, uh, Dying Light two, and um, another one, Back for Blood, which is basically is basically yeah. Left for Dead, the next generation. So. If you remember that game fondly where you get to shoot a bunch of zombies with your friends, it's coming back in a big way. Cool. All right. Well, thanks, everyone, for listening. Mr. Aaron Worth, where can people find you on the Internet? You can find me in many places. I host a podcast called Out Now with Aaron and Abe. My friend Abe and I talk about the weekly movie releases as well as new commentary tracks every month. Uh, I'm also writing on Why So Blue and We Live Entertainment for all my movie and TV reviews. And I'm on Twitter at Aaron's PS4. Mr. Taylor, where can people find you and the crickets? Yeah, I know. Um, well, you can find me uh, on uh, Nothing's On with me and Jim and Donnie, where we uh, keep up with all the uh, TV and movie news as well as shows that we're watching. And you can also uh, hear uh, me and Russ and uh, Hassan as we catch up with all the Batman uh, books. And now, are you going to address the re- recent controversy with Batman? Wow. <laughs> we skirted we around. We skirted it. Yeah, we skirted it. That seems like part of the know, issue. I mean, that's what heroes do, is all I'm going to say about that. Exactly. He's a true hero. That's <laughs> all I'm saying. He would do what he's supposed to do. Never leave a person hanging. Excellent. Jim Dietz, where can people find you? Well, as Daryl mentioned, you can hear me every week on Nothing's On, the Nothing's On podcast, where we bring shenanigans to entertainment news, and it's a whole lot of fun with me and him and Donnie. You can also check out on the same on the Taylor Network of Podcast.com, the Players Club. We're about to we're about to review all the our big East make our big E three episode, covering all the good stuff that came out E three this week, all the new video games that were announced, crazy stuff, a lot of cool stuff. So check that out on the Taylor Network of Podcast dot com as well. Russ, how about you? Yeah, Russ. 
Yeah, just stay tuned here, hhwled.com, for the stuff that we got going on here. And then also, uh, like Daryl mentioned, over at Gotham by Geeks is always a good place to catch my stuff uh, as well. Um, so thanks, everyone, for listening. Uh, hopefully, we'll, we, we will be back and not be off for two months. Um, but yeah, at this point, uh, the main show, Season 11, comes back August 22nd. Um, so we will definitely be back when that kicks up or, um, if, if there's a bunch of news comes out, uh, between now and then, whatever um, Comic-Con thing happens, if anything, yeah, whatever Comic-Con things happens. Yeah. We may just come back and just do like a news episode if it's, uh, if there's enough to, to talk about. So hopefully we'll have something, um, at least a couple few episodes to do between now and then. Uh, so again, thanks everyone for watching. Uh, keep an eye. Uh, and until next time, remember. When there's no more room in hell and the dead walk the earth. Strand's a survivor. He's not going to give up. He's not going to stop. He's going to work harder. He's a survivor. He's not going to make it. He will survive. He'll keep on surviving. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Fair enough. Okay, all the single ladies. <laughs> <laughs>